Hey all, I'm Frank. Join me and my friends as we talk about all things geek. Here at Geek Freaks Podcast, we go over the weekly news of everything in geekdom. From movies to TV, to video games, and comic books. We also have a growing YouTube community. Join us as we go over everything in your geek life and share in the love of geekdom. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? This is the podcast where everyone knows your name. Cheers to ya. Cheers to ya. I'm Josh. And I'm Tyler. And this is 30 and Nerdy. And we are coming at you from the Fortress of Nerditude with yours truly, the registered nerd practitioner, the George Bernard Shaw of Morristown, <laughs> the founder of Nerdlich himself, the Mac. And I am joined by my co-host, the juicy one, the notorious JLD, the PhD of Nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself. Look, I'm in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Dr. Davis. Yeah, it's me. It's not really Superman. Fooled no. you, though. Yeah, you did fool me. Um... Even though you're sitting here in blue spandex and a red cape, I definitely know you're not Superman. No, not not me. No, no. So, we are on episode three here. We're in the fortress. I feel like we haven't truly... It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done this. You know, we've we've got a lot... I feel like I haven't seen you since I was a baby. (laughs) We've got a lot that's been going on in our lives, and we'll get to that... Um, However, if you're just listening to us for the first time, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you cast your pod. Uh, you can also find us on CastBox FM and Podchaser.com. Now, the cool thing about Podchaser is you don't just rate shows. You can rate individual episodes, and that lets us know what you like and you don't like. But we hope that when you go to rate our show, you will give us... That's right. Baby Emma, five stars would be fantastic. You can also follow along with the conversation while listening and let us know what you think at the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. So, what's up, Doc? Hey, man. I'm so thrilled to see you. I really am. We have really been crazy here lately with uh, all the things going on. Mm -hmm. So we haven't really been uh, doing our thing like normal. Yeah, not our normal scheduled podcast stuff. So I've been missing this, and I'm happy that we're here together. Me too. Me too. Uh, So how's your, I guess, two weeks been? Oh, man. Three Uh, weeks almost since we've last recorded with each other. How's it been? I went to visit our friend Zach the other day. Zach at Advertising Expressions. That's right. Advertising Expressions right here in Morristown, Tennessee, 423-586-3270. I went to, to see him for a minute, and he gave me something. The look on your face tells me you have an idea of what it could be. Well, let's see. Now, as Tyler is opening this, for those of you who have seen the TV show How I Met Your Mother, it's a, it's a favorite of ours here at the show. 
the friends on the show have this thing known as uh, the 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 ducky tie, the yellow duck tie bet. And I have something similar in mind here for us. So Tyler, tell us about <laughs> your gift. Um, it is a shirt with um, a design on it, and under the design it says hashtag best childhood memories hashtag um <laughs> hashtag uh m-o-i-s-t oh band-aid oh hashtag 30 and nerdy and uh the design is actually um a wet band-aid of state of sort of sort in a pool <laughs> And, um, you know, I thought that I would, <laughs> um, I thought that I'd get out of this town before anything like this popped up, yet here we stand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is so, this like our ducky tie bet? So we like, have, if yes. I ever lose a bet, I have to wear Yes. And I have it right here. I'm ready for it right okay. now. Okay. Okay. You're ready for yeah. a, a bet? I think so. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You have 30 seconds to tell me a song that has your name in it. That is my full, not my full name. No, of course okay. not. That'd be crazy. Um, what? A song that has my name in it? seconds are up. I've never heard a song with my name in it. I have. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Happy birthday, dear Tyler. That's not Happy an birthday song to you. Dang. I think it is. Everybody knows that song. That's odd. So I'll hang on to the shirt for now. I don't want you to misplace it oh, or anything like that. And we will find an appropriate time, mm. and you'll support the shirt. Thank you, Zach. And uh, <laughs> we'll have some pictures to share with our friends. You know, I in podcast uh, land. I invited him to be the show's VIP guest at Chorus Line this weekend, and now I'm regretting that decision <laughs> because he has shown his villainy. Um, that's not going to be fun. So that that's how I'm doing now. How are um, you doing <laughs> now? I'm What's not up with doing you? so well? Um, I've been busy, man. That's you um, have. Between tech week and dress rehearsals and work and um life, uh, especially the show. Uh, Course line has taken a lot to get on its feet. Uh, you know, you already know what goes into shows, mm-hmm. um, but almost twelve weeks to put together a an old school, very difficult show like a chorus line. Like most of us thought, you know, encore is crazy. Um, we thought Daniel was crazy. A lot of people, you know, questioned ourselves, questioned our, you know, if we were good enough to mount this thing as a cast, in 12 weeks. I mean, that's almost unheard of. Right. 
uh, especially a show as well known as a chorus line. It's it's not a musical; it's a dancical. Yeah, is what I call it. Um, and but we did it. Um, we had a very successful opening weekend. Uh, you know, I mean, there's always hitches, um, but uh, it went off with. I would say I wouldn't say without a hitch. Uh, Saturday night. Um, I heard the story. Saturday night. Now this show is a 90 minute show without an intermission. Right. Um, and but we got an impromptu intermission on Saturday night. Um, close to halfway through the show, a little over halfway through the show, a patron of the show passed out. Completely passed out behind our character Zach. He most of his blocking takes place within the audience. This show is like an audition. The show takes place at a Broadway audition, so he's always constantly moving throughout the theater. He has a desk in the mm-hmm. back. Um, it was really cool. And he's sitting back there, and this patron is like getting up to leave and passes out behind him, just blacks out. Yeah. And so that puts a stop to the show because we've had to call the ambulance to come get her. And this is a, I wouldn't say full-on elderly woman, but older than us. Okay, maybe 50s, 60s. And uh, what, we f- <laughs> what we find out is that this woman has not eaten in 24 hours, but went out for wine before the show. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. Uh, and we also, uh, our stage manager and director, as they were carting her off in a gurney to the ambulance, she wound up getting out of the gurney, walking to her car with her husband, and they drove off. So she didn't even go to the hospital. Wow. I was like, wow. I mean, if I hadn't eaten in 24 hours and went out for a night on the town of wine before the show, first off... You don't have to be too old to realize that that's a bad idea. <laughs> and we were just backstage and we just heard the show stop. There's a very small window where the 17 of us that are on the line, as it's called, get to walk off stage. There's this small window, and right. it happened in that window of time. Fortunately for us, because we probably just been like, so are we just going to stand here while this woman gets carted off? But it was an impromptu intermission. Those it was happen. interesting. Um Made me realize what I love about live theater is you just you never, never know. know what's going to happen. Well, well, we'll definitely talk more about that here in a couple of weeks when we have another, yes, uh, another theater nerd act episode. two of our theater nerd episode. Because uh, I've got a story about when the power went out in the middle of a show oh, yeah. one time. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, I remember a, that. It's a really, a good story. Uh, really good ending to that story. It though. does. It does. Um, so. But you got to see the show yesterday. I thought it was great, man. Good. I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not a dancer by any means and mm. all that, but uh, I certainly can appreciate dancing. And I know that this show is very heavy on dance. So to be honest, yeah. I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm excited to see a show or whatever. But a mm. chorus line, I don't think is going to be something I'm you You're know, super jazzed about. Yeah. Right. But you know what? I, I I really enjoyed it. I was Good. very impressed, and it was a great show. And Good. you know, if you're in the Lakeway area here, mm-hmm. Morristown, East Tennessee, definitely come check it out this weekend. There's three more performances of a chorus line at Walter State Community College. Yes, uh, you can go to etcplays.org for uh, tickets on that, and also you can listen to our advertisement, which is coming up pretty soon. Yeah, it is. And uh, you know, last week or last time we had an episode, uh, we had a nice little. Two-part discussion on The Witcher. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I went back and watched it again, and I've been playing... Uh, you watched it again? Yeah. Wow. I said I was going to go back and watch it. Um, it. It, you know, 
caught a lot more things sure you this did. time around, the third time around. Um, but, you know, this week we are going to talk about some nerd news. Uh, we're going to have a new nerd vocabulary word, which I'm quite proud of for creating. Uh, and then we will be doing a character breakdown of possibly the most iconic and overrated superhero of all time. In our opinion. In our opinion. The Man of Steel himself, Superman. Um, that phrase alone I just said might warrant a rant. Uh-oh. I'm sure he'll send a rant our way. However, before we get all of that, let's hear a word from one of our sponsors. All right. Encore Theatrical Company is proud to open its 14th season with a chorus line. See the show that the New York Times called one of the greatest musicals ever. One of the longest-running shows in Broadway history. A multitude of awards, including 12 Tonys and the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. Come see the singular sensation that is A Chorus Line. January 17th through the 26th at the Inman Humanities Complex Theater, Walter State, Morristown. Proudly presented by Lakeway Dermatology Associates, Ashley Lodge Photography, Walter State Community College, The Citizen Tribune, Aaron's, Litz Turf Farms, Freddy Cat Productions, Tar Chevrolet and Hyundai, Hampton Inn & Suites, Brainchild Creative, and WJDT 106.5 and WBGQ 100.7. Tickets available now at 423-318-8331 or online at etcplays.org. All right. So I have created a new word. I'm so excited. The word is podcastitarian. <laughs> the definition is someone who only listens to podcasts. Oh, okay. Yes. For example, I used to listen to a lot of mainstream radio, but it became so boring and repetitive that I became a podcastitarian. I think I am one as well. Yes. Um, that is definitely a word that you should use in your week. Um, <laughs> ask if someone knows what a podcastitarian is. Um, I hope it takes the world by storm. I think it will. I'm going to call someone, whoever... <laughs> Works on the dictionary. The mayor of trending. The mayor of trending. I'm going to hashtag the heck out of it for the next few days. I hope it takes on. But uh, I have definitely become a podcastitarian. Yeah. Um, and it's it's actually probably becoming a problem. Um, mm. I have run into where I have a couple I listen through every day. So like Mondays, I've got my Monday lineup, my Tuesday lineup, my Wednesday lineup, my Thursday. Sometimes I'm finding myself getting through those before the end of the day, and I'm like, uh... See, I have the now problem what? of where they pile up on me. Yes. I have so many, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get through them all before yeah. the new one comes out. Yeah. So it's a, sometimes it's a lot of work to be a... Well, luckily it's helped because... Um, whatever you... Do. What's the word? How do you say it? Podcastitarian. Podcastitarian. Yes. So think of like a pescatarian, but it's podcast. Podcastitarian. How clever. Yes, I Podcastitarian. So why don't we get to your favorite segment hey. called What, what You Watching? So, JD, what you watching? Wow, so many things. So, so many things. I'm still uh, making my way through the Clone Wars. Yes. I'm on season five. Mm -hmm. It's great. So Maul has <clears throat> appeared. He has. Yes. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, I watched a little bit of uh, Batman vs. Superman last mm -hmm. weekend. Um to be honest, I didn't make it all the way through. I fell asleep. I probably would. That's not a knock. It just is what happened. Yeah. Um, I have a two-year-old, okay. <laughs> um, and the biggest thing, though, that I'm most excited about, I've been watching HBO's The Watchmen series. 
Oh yeah, you have been. Oh man. Oh man. This one has tied with the boys for me. So you know that's big. Uh, By the way, if you haven't seen the boys, go watch the boys. (laughs) Uh, But also, if you haven't seen Watchmen, you should check Watchmen out as well. It's excellent, dude. Some of the best TV that I have seen in a long, long time. Uh, I'm not all the way through the the season yet. You're not a DC guy. No. Um, But I am a Watchmen guy right now because it is... Just well, I mean that's it, man. This season, that's all you get. They're Apparently. not doing season two, so. Uh, well, I mean, I haven't made it all the way through, so I don't know how it ends. But uh, I just finished episode six, one of the most amazing, well-written, shocking, incredible things that I've seen in a long, long time. And if you've seen uh, season or episode now, six, this is watch post me, you know what I'm movie. talking about. Correct. Yes, this, this takes is place in a after the movie universe. More, I mean, I think it's more based on. The comic then yeah. being a continuation of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, uh, so it's 30 something years later. He is. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, huh. it's it's great, man. Uh, I just can't say it enough. Episode six. Wow. I think everybody should see it. Okay. It's one of the most genius things that I've seen. Huh. And I'll, I'll just give you the premise. This isn't really a spoiler. Yeah. But uh, the main character finds a way to revisit memories of someone and it, she is not that person. So, um, there are complications and she is not, so she, she is not the person whose memories she's reliving. And that's in this world. The only way that you can do that safely is to relive your own memories. There's uh-huh. a way you can do it. And she uses somebody else's memories. Wow. And relives them. And it is amazing. And Gripping. There are a lot of big what okay. moments, um, just like we've seen recently with the Crisis, Crisis on, on Infinite, Infinite Earth, Earth. similar yes. to that. So uh, check out Watchmen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I, as you know, I texted you and Logan in our group uh, after the finale of Crisis. <clears throat> right. And I was flipping out. Yeah. Um, I had... Do you want to just spoiler alert and talk about it? I will, yes. So, okay, so if you have not seen Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, from Arrowverse. The five-part special. So this is, right now, your spoiler alert. Let me just tell you again. Spoiler alert. You have no excuses. Five, yes. four, three, two, one. Okay. So we finished up the Crisis, and um, what we knew was probably coming, we lost Oliver. Okay. Oliver Queen died. And... Um, it was a great send-off. However, the character of Green Arrow will continue because his daughter right. in, is now part of this timeline. Um, and we get the, the awesome storyline of, in saving the Earths, we now have the convergence of the Earths to Earth Prime. So now everybody, everybody's on one Earth. On one Earth. Right. So every show in the CW Universe is one Earth. And... So that helps. That that helps not having to be like, well, I have to go to Earth thirty two to get Supergirl. So we could technically one day see Stephen Amell show up again as another version of yes. of Oliver. Yes, right. as another version of Oliver. And I think that uh, another big reason that they killed off Green Arrow is he's making his way to the big screen. Um, it is um, not just rumored, but 
hinted at that the next um, the next push in DC is going the movies is going to be Green Arrow, um, which we had kind of you know episodes and episodes back said that you know our casting and a lot of people's casting would be Charlie Hunnaman from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Right, uh, he'd be great. Um, so some of the things that happened um, in in the world that we got to see Conroy as Bruce Wayne, um, Kate, who is Batgirl, is talking to him, you know, because in this storyline, they're cousins, uh, Bruce and Kate are. And she's like, my Bruce Wayne would not have resulted to killing. And he said, well, my Kate's dead. So I revealed, and he's like in this exoskeleton type thing. He's been broken. Right. And not by Bane. He was broken in his last fight where he killed Superman. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, and he has these, that, his butler is not Alfred, it's um, the son of Lucius Fox is his butler in that oh, okay. world. okay. And Kate's looking at all these trophies and he's just like, she's like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's, it's Bruce's trophy case of all the, all of his wins. And she said, wins? And Supergirl's sitting there and he goes, killings, deaths people he's killed victims he's totally unlike Batman saved and you've got Riddler's cane and you've got the Joker card which you know and then you've got Clark's glasses and Supergirl just freaks out she's like oh my god this one killed Clark and she's like you killed the Riddler and he's like yes I did so it was great seeing wow. Conroy but you're also like wow I not gotta the go Batman see it. I gotta watch the... this and was there any Michael Keaton there was a reference in uh, the opening of it when you're seeing Earth 89 get eaten by the red sky. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Knox from the Batman 89 movie, the reporter that's working with Vale, yeah. he's reading a paper and it says, uh, you know, Br- billionaire Bruce Wayne marries Selena Kyle. Yeah. And uh, he's reading the paper and he turns around and he sees the red sky heading towards him and he goes, I hope Batman can take care of this one. And. Earth's eaten up, oh, wow. and then you get to see, of course, Earth sixty-seven. I think Earth sixty-seven, sixty-nine, and here comes very heavy, you know, Burt Ward, yeah, walking his dog, which is a fun little joke because he now owns a dog food company. Burt Ward does, oh. and he's like, "Holy red skies!" I think I saw that part. And um, but you get all these different visions of Earth, different Earths getting eaten, and you get to see, you know. The Titans, you get to see Hawk and uh, Jason Todd seeing the red sky heading towards them. It's really cool. And uh, But the biggest, I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but the biggest spoil, two biggest spoils I'm giving you happens near the end of the final episode. One, Ezra Miller's Flash shows up and has a full front face-to-face conversation with Barry Allen that we know, right. Grant Gustin's Flash. That's amazing. And it's fantastic. And they're sitting there talking face-to-face, and he's like, who are you? Is this like a cosplay? Is this like a, uh, I'm at a Comic-Con or something? And Gustin is like, no, I'm the Flash too. And he goes, the Flash. You're... And Gustin goes, you don't know about the... Alternate Earths. Yeah, and he starts to dissipate. And as he's dissipating, Miller's Flash goes, I told Victor this was possible. 
and then just disappears. Wow. And I was like, ah! And freaking out. And so at the end, in the old Star Labs warehouse that we got to see in Elseworlds, Worlds, that is shaped oddly like a familiar building in the DC universe, we end with them surrounded by surrounding a table, sitting at a table together. And each chair has their symbol on it. And it's the Justice League. That's amazing. They have formed the Justice League. And it ends with them hearing weird noises coming from the ceilings. And they find this crate that has been open. And under it, it has... um, I completely forgot the monkey's name. But it's the Super Friends. It's the Wonder Twins monkey. Yeah, He has escaped. You see a banana peel in his name on the... So... The Super Friends are canon. The, okay. the Wonder Twins are so canon. So are we going to get like a Justice League show now? Yes. Okay. It is, it is hinted at and planned that legends may somewhat disappear and turn into Justice League. Mm. To where once a week or Justice League might be a once a month thing. Special thing. Special thing wow. that they do. But yes, the Justice League now exists in the CW universe. And... If you have not seen Crisis, I'm telling you, it is the best stuff DC has done in years. And they're killing it. Better than yeah. any movie that we've seen. This is exactly seen. what they needed. Yes. And they, I'm thrilled about they it. They did with with their universe what Endgame did in the theaters. Right, right. And they got to do it on TV. And I'm sorry, Warner Brothers movie section of whatever needs to... Take note. Take note and pick it up. Yeah. Because uh, Berlanti and them are killing it in television. That's awesome. Uh, so I've been watching that. I did watch a little bit of Man of Steel. Okay. Um, just to go back and kind of get a yeah, feel for it's been a while. That, and I went back and watched little clips of different Superman over the years. Mm-hmm. And I went back and watched the first Superman uh, that Reeves was in okay. because it's on the DC Universe. All right. Uh, one through three is on the Universe app. Some um, people didn't even know that four existed. I know. And, uh, Learned that. Yeah, I was shocked to. Apparently, it was just I guess not marketed Huge well. Failure. Yeah, it was a it was a garbage pile. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen it. And I've been watching some of the old cartoons of Justice League Unlimited. Yeah. To get a feel for that Superman as well, uh, and played uh, Witcher three, and I have learned a lot, my friend. I have learned that Zoltar. Zoltar, whatever. The dwarf that you did not love in that episode of The Witcher. Oh, okay. He is actually massive in the world of The Witcher. He is a big-time friend of Geralt's. Oh, wow. Yes. And he is still around in Witcher 3, the video game, and they have had a lot of adventures together. So we will probably see more of that dwarf in future Witcher shows. You got on my nerves. But yes, um, and it's, it's a fun game. I'm still playing through it. Um, it's still out on Game Pass or uh, Xbox Live Gold. It's this month's free download, and if you have not played it, I definitely recommend it. Hey, hey. but you know, like I said, since we have not been together for a couple weeks, I've been watching a lot, <laughs> and so a lot of knowledge going on in the head. It's about to burst. But enough of that. Why don't we get to our nerd news? Let's hear the news. The news. Um, The news according to the nerds. Uh, The company behind the Outlast games have been teasing that coming soon a big announcement will arrive. Hopefully it's Outlast 3. Very scary. Because I have been playing those two games. I will go through a stint of like, you know what? 
I'm gonna play them again. I'll never get rid of them. Um, they are permanently downloaded to my Xbox One, and I will never delete it for those two for space. I will delete other things for space yeah. before them. I just love them. I never finished the first They're one. Terrifying. You and I played a little yes. bit of that one together. And you kind of helped gripping me it. and terrifying yeah. and fantastic to play in the dark when you're alone at home. Ooh. Um, moving on, CBS is bringing a new original series called Clarice to television. It will take place in. 1993, after the events of Silence of the Lambs. Hey. No word yet on who will be playing the titular character, because um, I'm, you know, Jodie Foster's a little old now. A little she bit. She still looks great, but it will take place after the events of Silence of the Lambs. That's kind of exciting. Um, and to bring Hannibal, hopefully in a more successful light to television than the last timeline, because it did not go well. Oh, okay. I didn't know anything um, about it, really. What's his name? Played Hannibal. He's... Uh, Jen Arso's dad from Rogue oh, One. Oh, uh, Mendelssohn? He's also the bad... No, not Mendelssohn. He's the bad guy in Rogue oh, One. Oh, yeah, you're He's right. He's also the bad guy in Doctor Strange. What is his name? Well... He's an odd name. But he played Hannibal in that series. And it just it just didn't hit well, I think, because when people see Hannibal, they think Anthony Hopkins. Mods Mickelson. Yes, Mods. Uh, he played Hannibal. I think it only went two or three seasons. I kind of remember that. It now, just yeah. did not go well. Hopefully, this will be successful. However, it sounds like it will not be Hannibal driven. So maybe that'll make it a success. Um, moving on, it is rumored that Assassin's Creed's next title is called Ragnarok. Hey, I'm there for that. Anything Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. I'm a little behind. Uh, the last two games, Odyssey and Origins. Yeah, uh, I've got one of them. You've got Origins over I've there. I've got Origins like. in there. I'm going to play that one. the Egyptian one? I think so. Yeah. And then I'll play uh, the other one after that. Uh, I stopped I have the time. playing them as heavily after they killed off Desmond. Because I was like, I really liked that storyline. The story got kind of weird after that. It did. I agree. I know we both had a very big moment during 2 when oh, Minerva like breaks, she breaks six walls yeah. to talk to the the player. She looks at through the screen, and I was speaking of playing games alone in the dark. Yeah. I was, and I was like, "Whoa, you, you talking to me? Stop, <laughs> stop doing that, <laughs> please stop." And she is. I mean, the, she's talking to you, and it's like, I don't like I didn't that like whatsoever. It at all. <laughs> Not one bit. Um, be interesting to see which which direction they go again. With you'll have to tell me how Origins is. Um, I played Black Flag, but then after that, I was like, I really liked the Desmond storyline. I yeah. just did. I think. Assassin's Creed 2 has been my favorite, but oh, Black yeah. Flag is is close second. I loved 2. I've um, actually been I loved playing it. through Italy and all that. Um, especially after this past summer getting to see some of oh, those yeah. locations. I was like, <gasps> and like hanging yeah. out with Leonardo da Vinci and yeah. stuff like that. It yeah. was great. It's really Such a cool. great game. It's really cool. Moving on. NBC has ordered a television show comedy based on the life of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And oddly enough, uh, Rocky Johnson, his father, just passed away this past week. So, very sad. peace, Rocky. Uh, but, hey, I'm excited about this show. Yeah. I'll definitely watch that. I'm um, a big fan of the Rock. It'd be funny to see who they cast as Little Rock. Yeah. Or Pebble, I guess you would call him. <laughs> 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 um, moving on, Netflix is working on a crop. This is exciting. A crossover movie of Wizard of Oz and Alice in Wonderland. Why not? That's a great idea. That's I mean, great. Yeah, like very similar in yeah. its you know its attributes. Trippy alternate world. Yes, and it'd be cool to see Alice and Dorothy mingling with one another. Did you ever see 
that um, four-part miniseries that Sci-Fi did. I think it was just called Oz or no, Ozzy. it was called Tin Man. Tin, Tin Man, that's right. I it thoroughly was, enjoyed it. Zoe Deschanel yeah. in it. Yeah, I like that. I enjoyed too. that. Me too. I liked the different play on what a Tin Man was. The lions mm-hmm. were a race of psychonetic. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And she did well as a the granddaughter of Dorothy. As yeah, well. and there and was, was a cool. flashback scene where she actually talks to Dorothy. Yes, loved it. Was it. Really cool. Check out Tin Man. Absolutely. Um, moving on. National Treasure Three. Moving forward at Disney. Hey. Nicholas Cage. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so exciting. What else are they going to find? The Ark of the Covenant. I don't know, but the I'm Holy sure Grail. Made. Didn't you like the last No, one? I love those. Okay, movies. good. I absolutely love them. I was about to reach over um, and slap No, you. I actually enjoy them. I really enjoy them. Um I just hope the whole cast comes back for yeah. uh 3. Um so, moving forward, uh before we get to, you know, the trailer, we lost a talking Christopher Tolkien, mm-hmm. that's right, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's son, he was his third son, um, he was um, the third of four children, there was also a sister who is still living, mm-hmm. uh, she was born in 1929, uh, so says Wikipedia, um, but yes, he was the youngest son and the only surviving son, uh, oh. only one left, and he was... Uh, Did they he, all have kids? I believe so. Okay. I know that Christopher Tolkien uh, does. Uh, but Christopher Tolkien had a lot to do with like sort of finishing a lot of the things that his the father... The and all that? Yeah, he had a big hand in that. He controlled like the the estate and yeah. the, um, you know, all Movies, of Tolkien's stuff. stuff. Like he that. had like the rights and all that yeah. stuff. So he worked with Pete Jackson That's and, great. and all of them. That's good. So uh, he was really a big deal uh, and yeah. sort of controlled the whole Tolkien legacy. That's so, a big loss to the nerd world. Yeah. Big, big loss. Um so, we recently got the Morbius trailer, mm-hmm. uh, the, not just the teaser, the full trailer, yep. and you just watched it before we started recording. All right. What are your thoughts? I think it looks exciting, man. Um, it's uh, interesting to see Jared Leto in a, a new character uh, that's not Hopefully a better character and than the Joker. Yeah, I think this one will go a, a lot better than the Joker did. Yeah. Uh, is it pretty much confirmed that that Joker is done? Like he's, Done, yeah. He's, okay. He's done. Um, Gun and... Not Whedon. Gunn and someone else, their goal is to completely erase... Snyder? S- Snyder. No, not not anymore. Oh, Gunn. Okay. Uh, someone at Berlanti and Gunn, I think, okay. are setting out to completely erase probably the past ten years of DC Jeez. after Dark, Dark Knight. Uh, basically, the DC we've gotten after Christopher Nolan left. Um, Gunn's kind of like, we're going to have to wipe all that under, this, under the carpet and restart and I'm, I'm here to do it yeah. and I'm like good someone I trust it'll be <laughs> thank good. god um but yeah it looks good and we get to see someone of a um I guess I was talking to you off air about it's I guess their most recent agreement mm-hmm. between Sony and let's just be honest Disney yeah um I guess it's a dotted line now separating Sony and Disney as more instead of a solid black line. Because Maybe the agreement just included like X number of crossovers, not specifically Spider-Man. I mean, Morbius is part of the Spider-Man universe, I guess yes. you might say. Yes, yes. So I don't really know how that works, but um, I'm excited about it. But we got to see Michael Keaton as, at the very end. Yes, as yeah. Vulture, yeah. as that character from the Disney Homecoming. What did he say? What's up, Doc? He's, he's like, Michael Morbius. Mm. 
you get tired of being a hero for once, what's up, Doc? Yeah. And that was the end of the trailer. Great. So, and then you also, in, in, while Morbius is walking through the rain, you see a picture of Spider-Man in the trailer, and it says murderer on it. Oh. Which means this takes because. place, because everyone thinks he killed right. our, our hero. Um, Mysterio. Mysterio, and so I'm excited. That's I'm great. excited to because yeah. this is the first movie post deal, and uh, I assume this will tie Venom into everything yep. as well. Maybe yep. so. Maybe we'll get to see Tom at the end. Or I'm still holding out for that uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland trio thing to happen someday. I think it's a great idea. I'd like to see it happen. Do you know who could do it? Deadpool. Deadpool is a movie where you could put, do that. I think. I think you could do it anyway. I mean, alternate dimensions and stuff. Yeah. DC just did it. Yeah. So why not? It would be. And I don't think we have to have Deadpool. Because I, mean, I don't want it to be a joke. I want it to be serious. All three of them. Yeah. Different stages of life. Yeah. Yep. Like in the Just like we saw. Exactly. I like that. Um, so we're very excited about Morbius. Obviously, it comes out soon. And we will uh, um, probably have an episode on it. Yeah. Um, and we might have to do a lot of diving into the character because I don't, can't say I know a whole lot about Morbius. He's I'm not also, one of my favorite villains, so I can't I've say just that always I known he's a vampire, and mm-hmm. he kind of reminds me of Sinister a little bit, of Mister Sinister sometimes. Never thought of that. Um, so there was some news passing around, some rumors, and uh, those clickbait YouTube channels like Marvelous Wave, and we got this covered those channels that we absolutely hate here at the show um, were, were just making big waves that that something had happened in our MCU verse and uh, I, I asked Dr. Davis to take off his lab coat and put on his detective cap and he did a little digging into the rumors that Hawkeye had been cancelled. Right. Then you did a little digging. I tried and I have found nothing that confirms that. Okay. So this is uh, rumor and innuendo. Mm-hmm. And we don't like the deal and rumor and innuendo here at the show. Um, so, if you're if you are partaking in the spread of said rumor, please stop. Yeah. Because until Feige himself comes out and says something, it's rumor and it's not happening. Latest news just says that it's going to be 2021. Boom. So uh, I know there's a lot of uh, things up in the air because there's some allegations against Jeremy Renner and yeah. all that stuff. But uh, at I don't think that there is... Uh, However, they did uh, just postpone filming on uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier for two weeks because of an earthquake in oh. Puerto Rico where they're filming. So had they, some earthquakes here in East Tennessee we today, did. too. Two of them. I didn't feel anything. I, I got either. texted, did you feel that earthquake? Yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't. Uh-huh. Weird. Weird. So, yeah, those allegations are absolutely ridiculous. It is not canceled. Um, so, please, if you were... Trying to get clicks on your YouTube channel saying that they are. Stop. It's fake news. It's fake news. Uh, and that is the end of your nerd news. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take a second to tell you about my friend Ashley Lodge. She's a photographer, and she owns Ashley Lodge Photography. Tom and I actually recently did a photo shoot with her, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of showing off some aspects of the the, the fortress the fortress of nerditude down yes. here 
you'll get to see a few of those. We're going to start sharing those uh, very, very soon. Now, but, it was not taking place in the fortress because no. we would not allow. She does not know where the fortress it's resides. A that is too secret. We brought things from the fortress. We took the to fortress her. to her. But listen, she can do anything. She can come to you. She's a wedding portrait and lifestyle photographer. I've seen her do home visits for photography. Mm -hmm. She goes on location. She's great. She's super mm -hmm. creative. She's so much fun to shoot with. Yes. And she does really. She's also very out of the box. Yeah, she's super unique, yes. creative in the way she does things. Uh, you can check her out on Facebook at Ashley Lodge Photography. Uh, she is also based right here in Morristown at 188 West Main Street. Uh, in Morristown. You can also call her at 423-231-2839 to uh, book an appointment to have a photo shoot. And she does great work. You're going to be super pleased uh, with what Ashley does for you. And uh, give her a call. And when you do, tell her 30 and nerdy sent you. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. That's right, it's time for us to... On the Man of Steel. Superman! Superman. Uh, you know that uh, I liked that. Um, that was very improv of you. You did not tell me what you were about to do, and I actually had planned on doing that. Great minds think Great alike. Great minds, man. Uh, so, if you have not noticed by now, we are discussing the Man of Steel, Big Blue himself, Superman. He is a fictional superhero. Uh, the character was created and by writer Jerry Siegel and artist Joe Schuster. He first appeared in Action Comics number 1, a comic book published on April 18, 1938. The character regularly appears in comic books published by DC Comics and has been adapted to a number of radio serials, movies, and television shows. Um, even in some form or fashion, everybody has heard that iconic lines that was just spouted out by my cohort here, Josh, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Um, it actually is what the title of our episode will be. Yeah. However, it will be, it's a nerd. It's a plane. There's perhaps no, no one more iconic and synonymous with the term superhero than the Man of Steel. But what makes him the poster boy for our culture? Now, if you were to ask most nerds, it would vary on who the poster boy is out of bias. But for instance, Tyler here, he thinks Batman and myself... <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Yes, Josh would say Mickey Mouse is the poster boy for all superheroes. No, I would not. <laughs> but you may for... say Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think? Okay. No, I actually, I, I would say Superman. Yeah. Uh, I just don't actually feel uh, the love, the love as gotcha. much as other people. Gotcha. But I certainly. Appreciate However, it. it's a very common misconception that he was the first uh, superhero created. Did you know that? Uh, I, I 
knew that that was what people said, yes. Um, it is a very common misconception. However, the very first superhero created was created by Siegel and Schuster, and it was, his name was Dr. Occult. Oh, really? And shortly after him, it was The Phantom in ah, newspaper comics. Yes, I did know we that. We do know about okay. The Phantom and that terrible movie they made with Billy Zane. Dr. Occult uh, actually debuted early in October of 1935 uh, with The Clock. Okay. Uh, he was also called Dr. Mystic originally yeah. when they were planning him. Um, and actually, when Superman debuted in 1938 with Action Comics, uh, he uh, debuted with Zatara, who I guess is like today's Zatanna. I don't. You know, we have Zatanna. Yeah. In our with DC, she's in Young Justice. She's in the Justice League cartoons. We know her as the magician su- superhero. But uh, Zatara debuted with Superman in Action Comics number one. Uh, also, around that same era was the Green Hornet. It was okay. very popular as well. Okay, okay. Um, which also had a live-action movie ruined by Seth Rogen. Yeah, I remember that too. I think we watched that together We one did time. watch that together. And it was I bad. I not much about it except that I didn't like it. I just know that's the theme song. But yeah, it's a common misconception that he was the first superhero created because he is the iconic... When you think superhero, you think Superman. He's definitely like the stereotypical, you know, what you would envision for or envision of a superhero. Yes, you think Superman. You know, the tights, the cape. Yes, you know the the cowlick. The, yeah, the, the square jaw, the the boyishly good looks, the charm, the truth and justice, and Boy Scout demeanor. Yeah. Um, in Marvel, they have Captain America. DC right. has their Superman. Uh, and the Superman was born on the planet of Krypton. He was given the name Kal-El at birth. As a baby, his parents sent him to Earth in a small spaceship moments before Krypton was destroyed in a natural cataclysm. His ship landed in the American countryside near the fictional town of Smallville. He was found and adopted by farmers Jonathan and Martha Kent, who named him Clark. Clark developed various superhuman abilities, such as incredible strength and impervious skin, His foster parents advised him to use his abilities for the benefits of humanity, and he decided to fight crime as a vigilante. Not a word that you normally hear with Superman these days. Uh, To protect his privacy, he changed into a colorful costume and used the alias Superman when fighting crime. Clark Kent resides in the fictional American city of Metropolis, where he works as a journalist for the Daily Planet. So when you hear uh, Smallville... Yes, what state do you associate with Smallville? Kansas. Okay. All right. Me too. Yes. Uh, did you know that it has also been uh, like Iowa? Really? And I think, I want to say Maine as well. I did know that the Maine was used at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did not know that as like a fact, but I had heard, no, Smallville's been used in Maine before too. Widely uh, accepted now that it's Kansas. Yes. Because right. when uh, you think farming country... For us in this area, we think Kansas. Yeah. Definitely. So Superman's supporting characters include his love interest and fellow journalist Lois Lane. And fun fact, did you know that uh, Lois and Clark were not actually married in any storyline until the 90s? And that's after about 60 years of courting. Wow. So Clark really took it slow with uh, with (laughs) Lois there. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe it was... Um, I like to think... I'm going to try to go on a societal tangent there. Okay. Maybe, before the 90s, they thought marriage would be a weakness for Superman. Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Uh, other supporting characters would include Daily Planet photographer Jimmy Olsen. And he, I found out, was sort of like a fan favorite character he was. from the uh, Adventures of Superman mm-hmm. uh, old TV show. Yes. Uh, and that guy actually lived to be in his late 90s. He only died, you know, uh, The voice of Jimmy recently. Olsen? No, I'm not talking about the cartoon. I'm talking about the live action. Oh, the live action Jimmy yeah, yeah, Olsen. Yeah. Um, so, Jimmy Olsen, and also Editor-in-Chief Perry White. His most well-known villain, of course, is Lex Luthor. Superman is part of the DC Universe, and as such, often appears in stories alongside other DC Universe heroes, such as Batman and Wonder Woman. I think he's had some... Uh, uh, times where Wonder Woman has been a love interest as well, Yes, right? there have been some uh, non-canon offshoot storylines where he winds up with Wonder Woman as opposed to Lois Lane. I feel like I've seen it before where that's happened. Why? Um, I get the why, but I also don't when they do that because I'm like, why did you create this legendary love interest such as Lois Lane just to have him and I get the similarities. She's like, I guess, the woman of steel in his eyes. You know, also impenetrable. Yeah. Also super. You could sort of almost say they're equals. Also a brunette. So, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't like it. I don't like when you see that. Like, there's one animated movie called uh, Justice League War mm-hmm. uh, where they're together. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't like it. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, because growing up, when you read the comics, you've got Superman and Lois, and you always had Wonder Woman, and, you know, her mini, uh, what's the guy's name? Who Trevor, Steve Trevor. Yeah. You always said Steve Trevor was kind of her love interest. And it's just weird when you see that. I kind of like Wonder Woman without a love interest. I do, too. I like her just being... I do too. And, and but if you watch a lot of the Justice League Unlimited, it's kind of this sub subtle thing that her and Bruce are involved. Oh, good grief! Yeah, uh, there have been some things where they've been involved. Although Superman was not the first superhero character, he popularized the superhero archetype and defined the conventions. Superheroes are usually judged by how closely they resemble the standard established by Superman. He remains the best-selling superhero in comic books of all time and endured as one of the most lucrative franchises even outside of comic books. And you can't... You've got to admit it. Yep. You can't escape the fact that he is the seller. We're not really uh, big fans of Superman, but uh, we got to give him his due. Yeah. You know, um, he's just the like OG. in the wrestling world. Not a fan of Cena, but... You gotta give him his due. He was the sailor. Well, that's why we call him Super Cena. Yep. Exactly. It ain't by accident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he has gone by many aliases, most notable the Man of Steel, the Man of Tomorrow, Soups, Big which Blue. is what Flash calls him a lot. Hey, Soups. Yeah. Big Blue, definitely. Uh, his given name, Kal El. And then, of course, the Kryptonian. Yes, which is where he's from. And we also have this, and this is part of our complaint about him, I would say. His list of abilities. So oh, yeah. let, let's run through that. Yes. First of all, he's got uh, vast superhuman strength. 
superhuman hearing, durability, and longevity. Superhuman vision. Heat vision. Electromagnetic spectrum vision. Microscopic vision. X-ray vision. Telescopic vision. Infrared vision. Superhuman breath. Freeze breath. Wind breath. Superhuman speed. Superhuman agility. Superhuman reflexes. Invulnerability. A healing factor. Flight. Space survivability. And superhuman intelligence. It just goes on and on and on and on and on forever. Overpowered. Like, besides a green rock... What can stop him? I mean, he's just... I know we say it, in our opinion, he's not... He he is overrated. But those reasons alone, just the abilities he was given, makes him overpowered. And a big reason that we have issues with him. Speaking of that green rock, it's like the one weakness he truly well, has. I have found here... Kryptonite isn't his only weakness. Apparently. Really? This is according to newsarama.com. Uh, so, uh, I don't know uh, how, how yeah, much we, stock yeah, we can we put in that, but I don't know anything about him. It says, Superman has faced many alien and superhuman enemies whose strength rival his own and whom have been able to injure him. Since he draws his power from our yellow sun, standing in the light of a red sun, such as the one Krypton orbited, immediately robs Superman of his powers, leaving him vulnerable to fists and bullets like anyone else. So he becomes a normal guy, just wow. like he would have been on Krypton, right? Because on Krypton, he wasn't super. He was just, you know, just like regular. everybody else. So uh, any Kryptonian who comes to Earth would be super, right? Like General Zod. Right. So Clark also lives in a world where magic is real, and simply being an alien offers no special protection against most sorcery. In fact, the chaotic energies of magic disrupt his force field, meaning demons, vampires, and werewolves can draw blood if Superman lets them get close enough. Which is probably why he's, uh, it's always been known that he's scared of Dr. Fate. It's because Dr. Fate is heavy in a mysticism. Magic and stuff. Yes. But... Superman ain't afraid of no ghosts, though. That's true. So just other supernatural stuff. Other supernatural stuff. But we just learned something there. We did. Um, did you know that also that a very unknown fact on why he can just put on a pair of glasses and people not know that he's the same as Clark Kent? So uh, there's actually a really great Saturday Night Live skit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and, and watched it recently knowing that we were going to talk about Superman. One time, I think it was 2002, when The Rock Dwayne Johnson was the host. Yes. He did a skit where he plays Superman, and everybody in the office is laughing, and it's a big joke that you know he thinks he's getting away with being Superman, yeah. and nobody knows, and they're all like... Because he puts glasses on. Gee, Clark, you just missed Superman. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's really good. So you should uh, look that up. Yeah. I've watched it on the SNL app, which mm-hmm. is free, by the way. Um, oh, I still have it. Yeah. It's an app I will not get rid of. So, uh, because I can still get my, my Bill Hader fix. Oh, exactly. Yes. So, definitely check out uh, The Rock playing Clark Kent. Do you know why, though, that he's easy to fool? Because when he's Clark Kent, he's like really clumsy and sort of uh, like he runs away from danger and he tries to be like the complete opposite of Superman. And he has a secret ability that no one knows. Which is? When they look into Clark's eyes, his eyes give them their psyche a different image of what he actually looks like really yes it is an unknown ability that's not played on very much you have to actually do some digging like search like why can they not tell that clark kent is superman and it's not uh, just the glasses and the suit it's that when they look into his eyes 
it gives them a different perception on what he actually looks in like. Superman All Star, uh, which was a, a comic series that mm-hmm. they did on Superman and a, a, a an animated version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a point when he, I think it's like he thinks he's dying or something, so he tells Lois that he's Superman, and she doesn't believe him. She's like, "No, no way. There's no way." Yeah, you know. So it's sort of funny because to us, it's like, how did people how not, do you not know? know? It makes yeah. everybody else look really dumb. I mean, legitimately, it'd be like if I were standing here in front of you and put on glasses, and you'd be like, who are you? Yeah. You're not Tyler. Yeah. It's That's just what it, it's perceived by us. So we talked about his biggest weakness. Little rock. Little, little geode, if you will, called kryptonite. Yeah. Now there are... A lot of versions. There are a lot of versions that a lot of people don't know about. Right. Because we just don't see them in mainstream nerd culture. We most commonly see the green kryptonite. That green glowing rock that when it gets near him, it causes him uh, to be weak and he falls to his knees and loses his power. And not just Superman. Supergirl. um, Superboy. Any Kryptonian. Any Kryptonian. And I assume uh, the dog, too. What's the dog? Crypto. Crypto, the dog. Yes, Probably him as well. Uh, and you know, kryptonite is sort of one of those things that has become part of our, you know, like our vocabularies. Like yeah. we, when we say kryptonite, we know that's a, a metaphor weakness. for a weakness. Yeah, like if I were like to Achilles say, heel. Yeah, it's our Achilles heel. Like if I were to say, oh man, like you know, a these crypt- cherry cokes are my cherry kryptonite. Cokes are, yeah, exactly, they really are. And most yeah. dietitians would say that sodas are a kryptonite to a lot of people. Um, Tacos are a kryptonite to me. Wings are a kryptonite to both of us, definitely. Yeah. Um, it just is now becomes, thanks to this culture right. and Superman alone, it's become synonymous with everyday culture. And everybody weakness. knows what you mean when you say yes, it. exactly. So we've talked about green. It is a weakness to Kryptonians, but there's also many others. We're going to go through some of them. There's red. And that is a severe weakness for Kryptonians and causes mood swings like rage. <laughs> Okay, so it causes his emotions to flare up? Yes, wow. basically. So it's not only... What if it makes just... him really sad and depressed? <laughs> it could. And he sits down and cries instead of fighting the bad guys? <laughs> He's like, oh man, it's a bad I'm so day. depressed. It sucks he, being he super all bad. all of a sudden turns into like Alexander and his terrible, horrible, no good be Just like, <laughs> it's raining. I don't want to fight. I hate my life. <laughs> We also have anti-kryptonite, and it has no effects on Kryptonians, but it is harmful to humans, so it wouldn't bother Superman. Yeah. Interesting. He'd hold it, and us around him would be like, get it away! Oh, Oh, I feel sick. We also have X-kryptonite, which gives humans superhuman abilities. Blue kryptonite, which is a weakness for Bizarro Superman, which is good to know. Yes, it is good to know. Uh, White Kryptonite kills plant life. Gold, it removes his superpowers permanently. Oh, that's serious. That is actually hinted at in Crisis. Because another spoiler alert. Uh, We get to see Tom Welling as Clark Kent. Right. And he is on the farm with his wife, Lois. And Lex Luthor uh, shows up on his earth trying to kill him. And he goes, I've got this. And he pulls out this kryptonite rock. And Clark just grabs it and holds on to it. And he's like, why isn't it doing anything? And Clark goes, well, you know, when you're not Superman anymore, it's just a rock. I gave up my abilities. Because they're not, they're not everything to me. My wife and future child are everything to me. So I gave up my abilities. 
through gold kryptonite. Interesting. He actually took the, that Tom Welling Superman uh, in Crisis gave up his powers hey. to be a father and a normal person through gold kryptonite. Good job, Tom Welling. Yes. So Silver gives Kryptonians hallucinations, almost like Scarecrow's toxins. Oh, that'd be fun to see. Black kryptonite splits Kryptonians into an evil and good entity, like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yes. type deal. Or you could think like if they had black kryptonite, the good version would be Superman and the bad version would be Homelander from The Boys. The Boys. Yes. Always can find a route back to The Boys. <laughs> um, so then we've got Orange. Go Vols. Yes, Go Vols, which gives animals ability like Crypto, the super dog. Oh, wow. A uh, pink kryptonite makes Kryptonians. Uh... Um. <laughs> It changes their it? sexual preferences. Yes, they bet for the other team. Why is this a thing? Why do we need that? It has popped up in one comic that I know of. <laughs> but it is a thing. That's hilarious. Uh, could you, Why? Could I mean, you, I don't Could care, you imagine but... if it was close by and he was like, I can't just change here in a phone booth. Are you kidding me? But yeah, it's actually a thing. And so is this next one. Periwinkle. Periwinkle kryptonite. Causes Kryptonians to lose all their inhibitions. As of right now, those are all the versions of kryptonite that you can find online. Um, If there's one we've missed that has not been discussed, please let us know. Um, If you have other examples of maybe where some of them have popped up. Fuchsia kryptonite. Fuchsia. Cobalt. Kryptonite. Chartreuse. (laughs) Kryptonite. (laughs) Macaroni and cheese orange kryptonite. Wow. (laughs) Brick red kryptonite. Yeah, a whole whole Crayola Crayola box of kryptonite. kryptonite. (laughs) Um, If there's others out there that we didn't mention, please let us know. And if you can give us examples of where maybe some of these have been seen before, not in the mainstream, let us know what issue or... I would like to, to hear about some of the gold kryptonite. I would too. And the black kryptonite. And, it, and to be and honest, silver. I would like to see pink kryptonite in action. I'm a little curious as yeah. to what that would mean. Like, Well, I mean, pink kryptonite makes him curious, so... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, hey, whatever. But hey, moving on to his most notable villains. Now he's had a lot of like run-ins with a lot of people, but these are definitely some of his most notable villains. You've got obviously, like we've already mentioned, his arch enemy Lex Luthor. There's Dark Side, Metallo, Ultra Humanite. Have you seen Ultra Humanite? I don't he's know like a gorilla. About. He's kind of like Grodd, but he's got this big brain. Um, yeah, you he know talks. what I probably have. He talks normal. Okay. Like a normal one. Okay. Then there's Bizarro, which is like the anti-version of Superman. Yeah. Kind of like, dumb. Yeah. He's dumbed down, but he's also strong. Uh, Brainiac. Doomsday, who kills him. General Zod. And Mongol. General Zod was a, one of my favorite parts of the Man, uh, of, Man Steel. of Steel. Yeah. And he's played by someone you... If you were to look him up and see some of his other movies, you wouldn't think he would be in a superhero film. I just recognized him from Pearl Harbor. He's also in Bad Boys 2. And he's actually blown up since then. I mean, he is blown up as an actor. He's in a lot. Uh, Michael Shannon. Days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Michael Shannon's his name. Uh, if, if you didn't know who we were talking about. Michael Shannon, he's a fantastic actor. He was also in The Shape of Water. He was in Knives Out, which... Uh, I've heard great things about. It's a shock because it's Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He's apparently working on a sequel to Knives Out already, um, which 
do you want to know why I think Ryan Johnson, this is a tangent, had bad luck with Star Wars? Why is that? Because years ago he worked on a movie called Looper. Oof. With a certain actor. Hayden Christensen. And that's why he <coughs> touched Star Wars, and it's probably most people's least favorite I, I also. I spit at his name. <laughs> so. I fought in your general direction. <laughs> <laughs> your mother was a hamster. Your father smelled, smelled of, of elderberries. elderberries. Wow. Um, so, those are his most notable victims villains but like we said he has come in contact with some other people that just are not notable or arch enemies if Uh, you will you may have this written down to talk about later but i love the story where he kills the joker he does he uh the joker set off like a nuclear bomb in metropolis right and And also killed lois yeah killed lois and so batman's trying to interrogate him you know batman has a strict no-kill policy Mm -hmm. superman shows up punches joker up against the wall punches through his gut and that sets up the civil war between them, basically. Right. Uh, the in, the injustice games are sort of based on that. Pretty yeah. much drawn for that story. Those uh, those games have great stories. They really do. I do like those um, a lot. They are. They're difficult though. Gosh, I'm they not, are. I'm not good at the fighting they're games, hard. but still, I remember uh, you were watching me try to beat uh, Lex Luthor, like the second to the last <laughs> boss in the first game, and I was getting so frustrated. I was like going into nerd rage. I quit. I'm done. <laughs> I will never pick up this game again. Two weeks later, he's trying the same level. I beat it, though. Yeah. Uh, and I played through um, the sequel pretty quick. I did, too. Um, just to get a glimpse of the story, I played it on the easiest mode you can yeah. play it on. Just so I well, can that was the, the one where you could... Sh- like, there were two alternate endings to yeah. it. So I need to go back and replay it. Plus, isn't with, that with, the one where they put the Ninja Turtles as the add-on to it? It's an add-on, yes. I'm going to get the Gold Edition and play yes, through yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And we'll talk about that. Uh, so, uh, there have been a lot of people portray the Man of Steel. And we looked up uh, the men behind the steel, yeah. if you will. And there have been a few. Uh, from 1948 and 1950, the first person to live-action portray Superman was Kirk Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, in 1951 through 1958, we have the first longevity of Superman. We've got George Reeve. And I found something out. Uh, actually, I watched a documentary on the DC Universe streaming service. Mm-hmm. If you have it, you can mm-hmm. check it out. It's like a two-hour documentary. It's about ten years old. Kevin Spacey's the narrator. You know, Kevin Spacey is like totally uh, un... He's like blacklisted now. So yeah, you can tell is. it's old school. Yeah. Um, but it talked about George Reeve. And fun fact, um, he... Apparently committed suicide. I guess it's not a fun fact, but it's just a fact. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Uh, but he apparently committed suicide, but did you know there were no fingerprints found on the gun, not even his own? Wow. Insert ominous music. That's what they said. That's very creepy. Lex Luthor? Hmm? Hmm? Uh, it's actually the the furthest they go back in the belief there is a curse behind Superman. Right. That it goes back to the suicide of George Reeve. I knew he committed suicide. I did not know that there were no fingerprints right? to be right? found. That's Maybe. very creepy. Illuminati. Mm. I don't know what the DC equivalent to the Illuminati would be. 
Mm. But maybe it's those guys. Yeah, those guys. And then in 1975, we have David Wilson. Uh, he was very short-lived. Uh, because then, shortly after that, we found probably the name synonymous with Superman. Christopher Reeves. Right. The classic Superman. The one that most of us grew up watching. Uh, because they were classic movies. Um, and he was he was, he was was good. I really enjoyed his portrayal of the mild-mannered reporter. And then his portrayal of Superman. Mm-hmm. Because just like we talk about Batman... Bruce and Batman, you have to play them both well. He played them both well. And they both have to be very different. Yes, but they also both have to be different. And also on that documentary, they have some screen tests for their, you know, that Superman movie yeah. of different Loises and different Clarks. And he was the only one that you just see it and you're like, that's him. There he you is. Know, and maybe it's because yeah. he's the one we know. Yeah. But I just couldn't have imagined it to be in anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we move on. He lasted from 1978 to 1987, yeah. and it ended with the very unknown Superman, Superman 4. Superman 4. A lot of people have either removed it from their memory. Uh, it's part of the, uh, you know, Earth 2 didn't happen, kind of like Shazam, Kazam type of thing. Right. The Mandela effect, if you will. Well, um, actually, uh, Annette O'Toole, I believe is her name. Um, yeah, she was the mom in Smallville. Exactly. So she played Lana in Lana Superman Lang? two or three yeah. or whatever, and they interviewed her on that documentary, and they were talking about Superman four. And she was like, "I didn't even know there was a four. So someone who was a part of the franchise didn't know there was a four, and also did a show based on Superman lore, Smallville. She was also no in It, the original It. Yes, she was. Wow. Mandela effect. I'm telling you, man, it's there. Moving on, after Christopher Reeve, uh, he then suffered a severe accident and was paralyzed. Right. Horse accident. All right. And uh, we got John Newton in 1988. Uh, then we moved on to another live-action TV series uh, with Gerard Christopher. I did not go back and watch any of those. Then we get to Dean Kane, 1993 through 1997 in Lois and Clark. Uh you have a story about Dean Cain. Oh, I don't Do really not? have much of a story, but uh, I was at a Comic-Con one time, and I was standing at the urinal. Great story. <laughs> and I look over. I mean, I didn't look over, but I... Okay. You know what I mean. You noticed. <clears throat> Dean Cain is standing next to me yeah. at the next urinal. Wow. He did speak to me, uh, I think, when we were washing our hands. He okay, waited. I was about to say, he didn't break he the had, rule, no, did he? he had he? etiquette, he did. Okay. Uh, he said something to me when we were washing our hands. I can't remember what he said, but I was just like, I just peed next to Superman. Huh. So, wow, interesting. Well, it wasn't too bad of a piss poor memory. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you what? Did you talk about David Wilson? Uh, yeah, well, he's the 1975 Superman. Uh, yeah, because there was a. Do you know what his role was? Which Superman he was? No. Okay, I do. Was he a commercial? No, he was not. There was actually a Superman musical. You didn't know this. The musical was entitled, It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's Superman. And uh, it was composed, the music was composed by Charles Strauss with lyrics by Lee Adams in the book by David Newman and Robert Benton. And uh, Mr. David Wilson played Superman. And David Wilson does not even have his own Wikipedia page. 
so I don't think he went on to do uh, much else. But gotcha. they have footage of the they ABC Superman. Yeah, the ABC TV special from 1975. It's uh, a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. And the rights are available, so if you are involved, maybe we need to talk to our people at Encore. Uh, I, I know someone who I think would make an excellent Superman. I mean, I'll audition for the part, but if you want to give it to me, then I'll take it. I was totally talking about you. I know. Uh, but they, <laughs> they they show some footage of it, and wow. it looked, you know, for 1975, I'm sure it was very entertaining i'm sure it was great for 1975 is fantastic um so then moving on we have uh what most modern era people remember as their first uh take on superman was tom welling during right. the series smallville 2001 2011 and as i just discussed he reprised the role of clark kent in mm-hmm. 2019's crisis on infinite more Earth. of a, a story of Superboy, if yeah, you will if you will more of a story of clark coming to coming of age um, he does have his abilities, and you do even get to meet, like, the Flash in an episode, a young Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. You get to meet a young Oliver Queen. Aquaman. Aquaman's in an episode. Um, the guy who plays Kevin on uh, This Is Us yes. played Aquaman yes. on Smallville. Yes, he did. Um, and it, I liked it. Um, of course, I think what comes with it is that epic intro music. Somebody, Somebody save yeah. me. Uh, and their Lex Luthor was good. He was always back and forth. He started out as Clark's. Best I just friend. really remember Lionel Luther being a big deal on the show. Long-haired guy. He, he was also dad. in Shazam. Yes, he was. He was the board member that we got to see uh, killed off in Shazam. Um, yeah, Lionel was a bigger character, and like we said, a Ned O'Toole played uh, Martha. Martha, and uh, that's a nice little six degrees of Kevin Bacon casting there. And the dad was a, a Duke. He was a Duke boy. John Schneider. Yeah. Yeah. He was a Duke boy. It was really good. I enjoyed it. He was Bo. Bo Duke. Yeah, he was Bo Duke. Um, I liked it, um, but as as we got near the end of it, I mean, it went ten seasons, man. Yeah. I just have memories of, like, playing on my computer, and I would have the TV on, and I always kept it on CW or WB, whatever it was at the time. And I remember it coming on TV, mm-hmm. and I just sort of had it playing in the background. And I knew all the characters and sort of the situation, yeah. but I didn't really follow the show closely. Yeah. yeah, And it's not something that I go back and watch now. Oh, no, no. But he, he donned the flying scene at the very end. He flew off from, uh, we got to see him leave the Daily Planet, open his shirt, to see the S and the blue, and that was the end of the show. So you never got to see him be. He was Superman. sort of the first like teenage heartthrob Superman. Yeah, you know, he was like in the the what you were know, the, the, the teenage, teenage girl magazines yes. like J seventeen or whatever 17 they were called. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on from Tom Welling, we got a a movie is what they call it. Superman movie is what they call it. Uh, Brandon Ruth mm-hmm. uh, played in Superman Returns, and that Lex Luthor was Kevin Spacey. I can't even really say much about the movie because I don't remember it. I watched it in theaters. Wasn't there something about like a piano falling on somebody? I still have the DVD to it. Parker Posey's in it. Oh, yeah. She plays Mrs. Uh, Tessmacher or whatever yeah. Lex's right-hand girl is. Um, You know, it's it's... The more I watch it now, he's not a he's not awful. He's just 
if you were to say, give me your top five Superman, he would not be in my top five. I would put one of the voiceover actors before I'd put Brandon Ruth. And he also got to reprise as the Kingdom Come Superman in Crisis on Infinite Yeah, Earth. I asked you about this earlier. It's kind of yeah. weird that, you know... He's playing the Adam in the he, CW. Yeah, because yeah. he's playing two totally different characters, yes. and they definitely need to address that. Yes, they and, did. They had yeah. a funny little joke. It was Good. funny. Um, moving all forward, and what a lot of people don't know... I didn't know this. ...is in the movie Hollywoodland, Ben Affleck plays George Reed. Which is ironic because he later played Batman. Yes, he is the first person to live-action be both Superman and Batman. Uh, and he played George Reeve dressed as Superman and filming scenes as Superman. Uh, you should check that out. It's a really good movie. It actually is. I liked it. I will. I liked it. Uh, then, of course, we have today's modern movie Superman, Henry Cavill, uh, from 2013's Man of Steel to today. He is still considered our Superman until we get news that they have changed Superman. I can't keep up if he's if he's in or if he's out. He says he's in. I mean, in an interview with The Witcher, when they were doing Witcher Press, he said it will not affect his filming as Superman. So he, apparently, is saying, I'm still Superman for now. I just seem to remember, like, when we were doing practice runs of 30 and Nerdy, we ta- we had a whole big thing where we talked about how Henry Cavill was going to give up being Superman. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why would you yeah. ever give this up? Yeah. And I'm saying that as someone who's not a fan and of that Superman. Was, that was after we had heard Batflex gone. Yeah, that he was out. The first news when we were doing practice runs of these seems like ago. seems like the DC universe was like really quickly falling apart and starting to crumble, and now it's like slowly coming back together Trying to build itself back. Especially up. now that they made the connection with the DC movies and the Arrowverse, yes, which is just what they needed. Exactly. Well done, DC. Exactly. And also at the same time, though, which is great, is we have yes the movie Superman Henry Cavill. We also have a TV Superman, Tyler Hecklin. Uh, yeah, I knew him from Seventh Heaven. He was also in Teen Wolf, the show Teen Wolf. I never saw that. It's pretty good. I think he'd like... Lo- no, no, he wouldn't. A little scary. Um, 2016 to present, he is CW Superman, and he and the CW Lois are getting their own show after this crisis. So I heard someone, or I read on Facebook, somebody talking about the fact that they don't understand why we're going to have a Superman show when CW has sort of gone out of its way to show you that Supergirl is way more powerful than Superman. Like, if we've got her, why do we need But her? I still think, why not? I mean, they both protect different cities. She protects National City, and he protects Metropolis. So it's just kind of like different cities. Plus, there's already like 10 Arrowverse shows. Well, yeah. How are you going to keep and up? Now we're losing Arrow. It's like being a WWE fan when you have, you know, 10 hours of content a week. How do they expect you to keep yeah. up with all that? I think it. Okay. I think it'll fix itself. Plus, I think after Arrow, it won't be too long till we see Legends go away. Yeah. Because it's, it's the weakest performing CW show. Uh, and it's not the newest. Like,. Black Lightning's the newest, and it's doing way better than Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, and I didn't finish Black Lightning, but I started it. Yeah, I really I like liked it. it he, so. His his part in Crisis was great. Yeah. Um, when they're talking about the when Barry kind of unveils, this is the Hall of Justice. We are the Justice League. Here's our table that we sit at. Like Black Lightning kind of leans over and sees the table, and goes, "Dude, why didn't you lead with that? Like, why give this big speech when you've got this cool thing that we're going to be a part of? Like, lead with that next time, Barry." And, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think WB's also trying to 
One thing that I've heard people say is that CW is the community theater of DC. Oh. And then you've got the movies. And I was like, well, that's funny, because the community theater is doing better. Yeah. And more likable stuff than the movies are. Yeah. So, um, I guess this is the community theater's Superman. Hey, um, I like him, it. though. I like him. I like him, too. You know, there's also been a lot of voices. A lot of animated. We have seen more animated Superman than we have live action. As a matter of fact, uh, Superman has had 103 different voices spanning over 100 plus types of media. And we're going to name about the uh, top 10 voices of the most repeated actors who have done the voice of the Man of Steel. Yes. um, My favorite, um, I really like Tim Daly. So we've got Nolan North. Nolan North is a very, 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 very uh, famous Now, you have played voice. the games that he is voiced, known for voicing. He voices uh, Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, he does lots of cartoons, mm-hmm. lots of video games. Uh, in, in, you've definitely heard his voice before. Yes. In Young Justice, he voices both Superman and Superboy. Interesting. Yeah. He's the voice to both. Uh, and if you have... If you've watched this, in live action, you've seen him in... The uh, very popular show that was out there, Pretty Little Liars. He played Spencer's dad. That's what he looks like in real life. Then there's Jerry O'Connell. He's probably the one I actually know the best. Probably, yeah. He's done a lot of mainstream movies as Superman. Uh, Then we've got George Newbern. Don't Uh, know him. Jason J. Lewis. And I can't believe I'd ever thought I'd say this, but Channing Tatum. Yeah, he did it for the Lego movies. Yeah, a few voices of Superman, Channing Tatum. Then there's Tim Daly, uh, who did a lot of the old Justice League show. Uh, Danny Dark, uh, who is an older version of Superman. And then there's Bud Collier and Brecken Meyer. Brecken Meyer is like a, a, a 90s... Actor, like if you think about those old like '90s high school yes. movies, you know, he like was, he was in it, like American Pie, Pie type movies. He yes. wasn't in American Pie, I don't think. He was but in Road he, Trip. He was in Road yes. Trip. Yeah, he did uh, one of the uh, one of the Freddy Krueger movies as well. He was yeah, in he was young in it. Yeah, so he's done a lot of that. He was big in the '90s. So to know that he voiced Superman. Is yeah, why as a comedy actor yeah. too. For the most um, part. So Danny Dark and Bud Collier, those were the classic, like. 40s and 50s and 60s animated voices to Superman. Sorry, he was also the voice of uh, post-puberty Joseph on King of the Hill. Ah, yes. Yes. After his voice broke. Now, I I did not do another repeat, but number 10 spot here is we've got some big names who one-timed the voice of Superman. And Alan Tudyk's one of them. Alan Tudyk has done everything. He has. He is a voice legend. Yeah. Um, Jason Isaacs has voiced Superman in a movie, animated movie, and Troy Baker himself. Another one who has done everything. Has done He's everything. up there with Nolan North. Troy but... Baker voicing Superman now makes him the only person to ever voice Superman, Batman, and the Joker in his career. Go Troy Baker. I know. He is becoming one of my favorites up there. We are now moving on to our thoughts, memories, and favorite moments. If you can say favorite moments of Superman. Yeah. Because like we have said, we are not the biggest fan. We're just being fair here yeah. in this episode. He deserves so, his due. That's what we're doing here. What do you think, Doc, makes him overrated in f- 
our eyes. The fact that he can pretty much do anything, I mean, that's just, I guess in the 1930s and 40s, that's that's a big deal, right? Yeah. And, and it's new and it's fresh and it's original. Um, but it's now sort of sort of boring and, and generic, you know, like we've said, he's the stereotypical superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, the he's the the archetype of the superhero. Yeah. <clears throat> so I th- and I also think both of us we like a little anti hero in our hero. Absolutely. You know, the Wolverines, the Gambits and mm-hmm. the Punishers and the Deadpools and things yeah. like that. And that's just the way it is now. I don't know so, you don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Right. But in that world it's he's Goku and then there's the Vegetas. The anti hero with the attitude, stuff like that. The Goku always succeeds. There's always that can he do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Always. Predictable. Absolutely predictable. Superman's predictable. Yeah. And always overcomes. Just like we make a lot of, you know, connections to WWE. John Cena was always predictable. Right. It was shoved down your throat. Good guy, Boy Scout, always overcomes. You can't see me. Yeah, again, it's no accident that wrestling fans sometimes refer to John Cena as Super Cena. Super Cena. You know, he could do anything. Yeah, he always exactly. overcomes, and he always wins, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so, I know that there are a lot of people who love Superman. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, Logan, it's, it's like one of his favorites, but he's still the top seller in comic books. Even in this day and age, I find, or let me reword that, in this day and age, I find that hard to believe because I think we are now in a day of age where we love gritty and anti-heroism. Yeah. So I think moving forward, you may start seeing a different statistic. That's my prediction. I know it's a bold prediction, but it's my prediction. Um also, you know, I look up a lot of statistics, and I looked up for these. You know, I didn't want to list all these polls and this poll and that poll, but most polls that you look up, like who's better, Batman or Superman, Batman leads in those statistics. But with a good poll, you have to, you know, you have to take those for what they what they are. You know, time of day they were asked, you know, area of the country they're asked, but a lot of the polls that I found were... Um, a lot of people picked Batman, and seeing those polls I, is what shocks me that he's still the top seller. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah. Um, so, but however, there was one poll that I wanted to look up, and IMDb polled over twenty six hundred people on who the best Superman has been, and out of over twenty six, I think it was twenty six thirty something. Um. 1,183 votes went to Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Naturally. In second, with 794 votes, Henry Cavill. 249 votes went to Tom Welling. And shockingly, 130 votes went to Brandon Roof. Dean Kane only got 95. George Reeves, classic Superman, 65. He's got to be higher than Brandon Roof. Come Even on. Even Ben Affleck's performance in Hollywoodland landed him 61 votes as the best Superman. And he just played it in that little bit of a movie, and he wasn't even playing Superman. He was playing a guy who played Superman. Uh, Tyler Hecklin got 25, Kirk Allen got 18, and Gerard Christopher, who we don't know much about, got 10. Interesting. And that's out of over 2,600 votes on the IMDb poll. Um, Who's your favorite? Let us know. Yeah, tell us. Let us know who your favorite Superman is. 
who's your favorite, Josh? I think it's probably Christopher Reeve, followed closely by Henry Cavill. Um, I also really like this guy uh, who's playing him in the Arrowverse. I think he's very Heckling. good. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe Dean Cain because, you know. He was our 90s Superman. Obviously, I knew who Superman was as a kid, yeah. even though I wasn't into him or anything like that. But I remember the show being on TV, yeah. uh, The Adventures of Lois and Clark. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I would put him up there for nostalgia's sake. And, of course, because we went to the urinal at the same time. Because <laughs> you shared a bathroom. Um, I would have to say Christopher Reeve, and then my second would have to be the animated Superman, Tim Daly. Okay. Just like... Just like I will say that my first Super Batman pick is Conroy's voice. Kevin Conroy, for sure. Um, this is just who I see. I see the the voice of Superman from the animated series. As I I love that. Um, and plus, that Superman was the embodiment of Superman for me as a kid. Um, did you know that they did an entire series about Superman played by animals? Like people in... In costumes like dogs and cats and stuff. Weird. Yeah. Um, it was a thing because popularity for Superman was kind of dying down. And mm-hmm. they uh, did one with animals. I learned that on that documentary. And I want to tell everybody a little more about that documentary. Because it was very educational. I learned a lot from it. It's called Look Up in the Sky, The Amazing Story of Superman. Uh, narrated by... Kevin Spacey. It is on the DC Universe app. I'm sure there's other ways you can find it. It's like two hours, but I really learned a lot. It was really interesting, and this is coming from someone who's not a fan. Mm. And they also talked a lot about, you know, Superman is so closely associated with America and, like, all-American and all that. Truth and justice for and, all. Yeah. It talks about uh, back when, you know, World War II was going on that they felt it would be disrespectful just to have Superman fly over there and just wipe out the bad guys and solve yeah. solve the problem when we've got real-life troops who are out there trying to do yeah. that. So they had to find ways to still make Superman entertaining and sort of you know support for America while yeah. not letting him just solve the problem so easily. So yeah. go check um, it out. And, and I also love that. how in that first little opening you know, radio ad you did, yeah. uh, even back then, they were big on Superman fights against prejudice. And I think that that's something that goes forgotten these days. Yeah, I've actually got saved on my phone here. Uh, it's a poster from the 1950s, and it's Superman standing around with a group of kids. And he's saying, And remember, boys and girls, your school, like our country, is made up of Americans of many different races, religions, and national origins. So, if you hear anybody talk against a schoolmate or anyone else because of his religion, race, or national origin, don't wait. Tell him that kind of talk is un-American. Help keep your school all-American. I love that. I think that's amazing. So I saved it because that's something I would actually like to have like printed out. Um, yeah, I think put that's it in your room. that's yeah. so important. That's so special. And in the 1950s, this coming from Superman, yeah. you know, it might as well be coming from, you know, yeah, the Lord. Uh, yeah, at that you know? time, because I mean, Superman was watched as if, you know, he was a real human being, you know, everyday person that we all know and real hero. And we to looked people. up to him and what he said. And what's crazy is 
Some people would look at that and go, I absolutely agree. But if me or you in this day and age were to say it, they'd be like, oh, gosh, you're just, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but since Superman says it, you should listen. Yeah. So, I, and even in 2020, it's still. Especially in 2020. Especially in 2020. Listen but, to Superman. Yeah. Uh, so, some some fun little memories um, of Superman. You know, we talked about him killing the Joker. Uh, also, him racing the Flash. Yeah, I love that. Uh, he raced the Flash six different times uh, over from their first race to now. He, they have written about a race six times. And the record is Superman 1, Flash 3, yes, and two ties. Go Flash. Yes. So Flash really is the fastest ever. Um, also, in our many years of Superman being a thing, uh, he has faced off against Batman 16 different times. Wow. And they have went head-to-head, and it has entered with this record being Batman 6, always by outwitting, of course, Superman 7, always by outpowering, and a tie of three times, which was always interrupted by a villain. And then they came together and fought. And then they came yeah, together and made up. just were like, why did we fight each other? Maybe like when they realized that, you know, they share the same... Mother's name. Mother's name. Martha. Jeez. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> like maybe if America and other countries realized that our mother's name were Martha, there'd be world peace. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so he's also died a lot. He has died a lot, and a lot more than I have listed in the notes here Okay, that I sent you. He has died way more. But these are some of the bigger moments that he has died. Um, in Infinite Crisis, Superboy Prime kills him. Okay. The Final Days of Superman, kryptonite poisoning. Oh, got to look out for that kryptonite poisoning. In <laughs> um, DC versus the Masters of the Universe, He-Man himself kills him. Hey, why not? Stabs him through the heart. Like, because he has a, the power. A kryptonite sword or a regular sword? Just a regular sword. His just master his, his power master sword. sword. Master okay. of the Universe sword. Um, the Price of Victory, Steppenwolf kills Wonder Woman, while Superman is killed by parademons inserting a device in his head. That seems like a... Sort of an anticlimactic know, death like, for Superman. Wait, the parademons He got killed, killed by little bugs in his head? <laughs> and it took Steppenwolf to kill Wonder Woman. Jeez. Uh, countdown to Final Crisis, he was infected by a disease. <laughs> what? That one was like, darn, that kind of sucks. Uh, Absolute Power, comic book, Batman and Superman are sent through different timelines, dying over and over again, like some Groundhog Day punishment. One of their most brutal com- deaths come at the hands of Jonah Hex, with a kryptonite bullet to the head. And Scalp Hunter scalped Batman. Oh. Yeah. That's brutal. Very brutal. DC Universe Online Legends, which I still play from time to time online. Uh, he was killed by Lex Luthor with a kryptonite spear I've seen heart. that. I've seen that, that video. Yes. The Death of Superman, the very famous comic. Uh, he was killed by Doomsday. And that was played out in Batman vs. Superman. Right. Um, and when that death happened, DC followed up. The, the buzz shook 
most media outlets. I mean, even news channels were reporting on Superman has died in the comics. Right. And DC followed up that buzz with not printing another Superman comic for three months. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh my gosh, is he dead? Like, are they not, are they done? Superman's never dead. And, of course, three months later, he returned. Yeah. So, those are some of the bigger moments of the deaths of Superman. But if you look him up, he dies a lot. Like a Winchester brother in Supernatural. I mean, he dies a lot. You know, what we haven't talked about is uh, in Justice League, that scene when Henry Cavill in the beginning shows up and... He uh, was filming another movie at the time. Ah, yeah. And so he, he couldn't... filming the Mission Impossible movie. He couldn't shave his mustache, so they yeah. tried to digitally cover it up, and, and it, it looks looked so terrible. Bad. It looks so bad. Like, really bad. Very bad. So if you've seen that, and you're, you're wondering... And you're kind of like... What's up with, with Superman's look? where lip? we've come technologically, we couldn't make that not look bad? We can make Robert Downey Jr. look 20 years younger, but we can't hide a mustache on Henry Cavill. Exactly. Come on. It's because they don't have Disney money, that's why. That's probably a really good point. Because Disney does it best. You can roll your eyes all you want. So it's what, a fact. So what are some of your favorite Superman memories? I know that he's not our favorite, but just brings back childhood memories um, superman yeah the the dean kane thing i have mm. a lot of just early memories of that seeing the introduction to that and i mean that show really was more about clark than superman mm. um i have the memories of super or not supernatural uh <laughs> supernatural which lasted for uh 839 <laughs> seasons uh but smallville <laughs> so have having memories of that on in the background and you know kind of being interested here and there and i love i actually used to have and I don't know that you would remember this, but when I first moved to Morristown and we were both going to Walter State and I stayed at these uh, apartments, the Collegewood apartments over here, oh, I had a poster on the wall of Superman. I did, I did. Vaguely. It was, it was Superman, you sort of like a side profile standing with an American flag. Mm-hmm. Even though I wasn't a fan really of Superman, I just loved that image of him yeah. standing with the flag. I thought it was just so cool. So I had that up in my apartment. And one of the movies where he's just kind of floating up not quite in space, but way high up, just looking down at everything. I actually love that image of Superman. So for me, it's more of the visuals that I yeah. appreciate the most about Superman rather yeah. than moments. But I also like the moments when he sort of forgets who he is and he he goes into a rage. Yeah. Like in uh, Justice League when he sort of comes back from the dead and he fights yeah. the Justice he League. The rest and there's of them. he's got somebody by the throat or something and Flash is running around him and he you just see him kinda turn and look at him. Because he's just following. as fast, just kinda like exactly. I'm not normal. Like I can watch Those you. are moments when I'm like, okay, okay. this yeah. is cool. Like yeah. I like this part of Superman. Um I I one year for Halloween I was Batman and Nolan was Superman. And after that though, I would put on that red cape and try to fly sometimes I mean, I was a kid. How many kids can't say that, or how many adults can't say that back in the day when they were kids, they didn't take a blanket or a towel and tie it around, around their neck and, and make a cape and know, jump and off the couch? Superman and try I to did fly. that. I mean, that's just, that's just part of it. Um, that's how we do it. I have probably, in all honesty, after turning 30 and becoming more and more of an adult, which is a state of mind, I guess, um, Liked him more now than I ever did when I was a kid. Like, I look at it now and I'm kind of like, you know what? I shouldn't hate it. I shouldn't hate him as much. It's like we said, like, 
you know, going in 2020, trying to stay more of a positive as a nerd. So, like, I'm not hating him. I'm just like, you know, I just... He's Superman, and he's he's just overrated, and he's the Boy Scout. And yeah. I don't think I'll ever just be in love with a Boy Scout character. Yeah. It's just us. Um, That's why I'm not a huge Captain America fan yeah, either. You know? exactly. Um, which... I think my biggest Superman memory, though, uh, was uh, Saturday mornings watching Justice League cartoons mm, yeah. and the Superman show. Um, but yeah, um, I think also I kind of became a little bit more of a fan researching for this show. There are a lot of moments I read through of things that non-mainstream that he's done in the comics or storylines that he's had. Right. Like one, he you know, happened to be flying by and saw a teenager on the roof trying to kill himself. And he just stopped. And I was like, why don't we talk about that story more? Heart of Superman. You know, the heart of Superman. Like, you know, he's like, you know, I've had depression for years being different than you all. You know, I was the freak, you know, in high school who had to hide his powers. And I couldn't play a sport because I couldn't control how hard I hit a ball and stuff like that. And I was like, we should talk more about that. You know, I mean, that's a super power that he used that wasn't super strength or, you know. Um, but doing the the research for this episode, I, I, I wouldn't say that I fell in love. I was like, you know what? Respect. Yeah, same. Uh I- I've always been able to say that I appreciate Superman and yeah. and who he is and what he has done for the superhero genre and being the OG superhero. Nerds. You know, I, mean, I, I get it. I'm on board with that, but he's not one that I, you know... You're I don't, not collecting Superman pops. I don't, no, I'm not. I don't have a Superman t-shirt, which is yeah. common. Most people do. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Um, you know, he's just not my guy. I don't have any of his toys, any of his pops, nothing like that. Yeah. But researching, you know, it's made me appreciate him even more and mm. I did go out and buy uh, I've got three uh, comic books here yeah. that I'm going to plan on reading through of Superman I've also got the uh, Crisis the Infinite Earth Crisis comic book deal too yeah. that I've been reading I've been trying to read through well, that good. as well so good. I'm you know I'm I'm trying to give him the time and effort that he yeah. deserves so we're going to uh, end that with, uh, you know, this week sometime we'll put up on our Facebook. Uh, we have already put up on our Twitter, you know, who's your favorite Superman. But on our Facebook page, uh, which Christopher Reeve has dominated, the poll is over and Christopher Reeve has dominated on our Twitter. But uh, this look on our Facebook this week. We will come up with a Superman poll of some sort. Yeah. Uh, just to see how you feel. Um, maybe even if it's... Superman, yay or nay? Yeah, that's uh, true. Just something as basic as that. Look on our Facebook. Please vote. It'll only last a couple of days. And uh, next episode, we'll talk about the findings. Yeah, we want to hear what you guys think about yeah. the Man of Steel. Um, so next week, though, we're going to shift to Gotham again uh, and, and talk about Gotham's Most Wanted. I would say that the greatest villains in superhero comic book history, history. come from Gotham. Gotham, Gotham. Absolutely. And that's coming um, from a Marvel guy. Yes. So. The villains are definitely done best in Gotham. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. It's not even like a list. It's just we're going to discuss some of the best and maybe some of the 
not so rememberable like Calendar Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Anarchy. Anarchy. Um, Anarchy got more push in those video games than he has in most Anything else. Batman lore. Yeah. So we're going to go back to Gotham for next week's episode. Please, if you have any questions, any thoughts about this episode or next week's episode, please send them to us. Uh, we also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Um, we will be gearing up Patreon-specific uh, uh, content soon, uh, so be looking for that. And also, you never know if we may send you a shirt or a hat or what have you. Um, so, uh, man, uh, anything else on your your agenda? No, man, this has been fun. I'm glad we've been I, able to I never sit. thought we would say talking to Superman has been fun. Yeah, it has. it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, man, so you all uh, take her easy, and uh, we'll catch you down the road. We will catch you nerds later. been listening to the 30 and nerdy podcast with your hosts josh davis and tyler mcdaniel brought to you by freddy cat productions encore theatrical company advertising expressions 30 and nerdy is a next wave podcast and a bad cast company production be sure to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter join the conversation using the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod find us in the pod nation on podchaser.com and rate this episode Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds.